Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about how much of an impact Zika might be having on people's vacation plans to Walt Disney World. Castaway Key is honored by readers of Cruise Critic, and Disney has filed a patent for interactive hotel rooms. We'll tell you more about that. Also, a little later on, we're going to tell you our impressions of this year's Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Dis Unplugged episode 909 for the week of September 20th, 2016. The Dis Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. He's just happy to be just here. Just happy to be here. <laughs> you can't ruin it for me, Pete. Oh, yes, I can. Uh, back in the production, associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Along with our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope your week is off to a good start. I have been binge-watching uh, uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, we watched it last week. Um, it was really good, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, but I just, like, I've relived it. So what's the yeah. outcome? I was going to say, do you want me to ruin the ending for you? <laughs> yeah, really, spoiler alert. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, my eyes are bleeding because I don't, I can't do the, like, when I binge-watch, it's got to be pretty much the whole thing in the course of about a day. No. Um, so it get, kind of gets ugly. Did you watch the Emmys? Um, I watched them. Uh, I was busy Sunday night, but I watched them back. Um, but not before I heard like everybody who won. I say, so. Spoiler alert, Sarah Paulson wins. Yeah. She deserved it. Absolutely. Also, the two other it. actors. The one who did Christopher Darden. Oh, he was amazing. Holy he smokes. He deserved it. He was sure. amazing. So. And Johnny Cochran. And, yeah. yeah. Did you see Maggie Smith's tweet in response to Jimmy Kimmel? No. Jimmy, point me in the direction of lust and found, and I'll be over as soon as I can. Something more <laughs> Miami. So, well, um, so welcome to the show, everybody, now that we've had that little non sequitur that has nothing to do with anything. A um, couple things in housekeeping. First, just want to remind everybody of the other shows uh, that we produce every week, uh, every Monday, uh, disunplugged.com and youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel, the dreams unlimited travel podcast. And what was this week's show about, John? This week we did Universal Orlando Resort package add-ons. Uh, coming up next Monday will be our Universal Resort Orlando question and answer show, okay. where you answer popular questions. And also we have a surprise for everybody. With that show, we are going to release uh, our announcement for the winner of our Dreams Unlimited Travel Contest for a trip to Alani. Wow. We filmed it on Castaway Key. So it's a very cool shot with the ship in the background. Mm-hmm. But we're really excited that that winner will be announced next Monday. And Oliver was so nervous having to like <laughs> shoot you like that and make sure everything was just right. And he didn't want you to be upset. So <laughs> He's scared of you, John. Is it good? He's, he's terrified. <laughs> As it should be. Goal accomplished. So that's, uh, that's every Monday. Also every Monday, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. Uh, this week, uh, Mary Jo Mulatto Willie amazing 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 woman who i absolutely adore uh does her day six one of her day six series um around what she's calling waltz walt disney's los angeles so uh for those who aren't familiar with what day six means 
Um, a lot of people will tell you that Disneyland, you know, five days is a really good amount of time to spend at Disneyland to really see everything and kind of enjoy it. Uh, so what do you do on day six of your vacation? What's a good thing outside the parks to do in the Southern California area? And Mary Jo focuses on that with a variety of these segments. And so this week it's about Waltz Los Angeles. So that is currently up on iTunes. And you can subscribe to all of our shows on iTunes if you just want the podcast. Uh, or you could go to uh, disunplug.com and find the videos and the streaming shows and everything else and YouTube and blah, blah, blah. Links in the show notes page, <laughs> disunplug.com. Uh, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern live, disunplug.com. The universal edition of the Dis Unplugged with Mr. Craig Williams, Ms. Rhino Clavin, and the lovely and talented Oliver Queen, I mean Oliver Green, uh, who has a day off today. Gave him the day off because he's doing some stuff with his husband Qua? and his family. Yes, I know. What? Um, every so often we have to unchain them. I don't understand them. what these words mean. <laughs> we have to unchain them. So, uh, Craig, um, because I am stealing most of your team uh, to go to California this week, you're going to have to pre-record we are. your show. And so I'm assuming you're not going to make it up on the fly like last week. No, so we're not. what are you going to do? We are, uh, all three of us have now been able to experience every single house at Halloween Horror Nights. So we're going to break it all down for you, let you know uh, what is the, uh, what we think are best and what you, what you got to hit if you're going to the event this year. So, Yeah, I'd be uh, interested to know that because I have not done Halloween Horror Nights here in Orlando. Um, I will be getting a chance to do it out in California yeah. this weekend. So I'm very excited about that. See how they do it. But all right, thank you for that, Craig. And of course, every Friday ish, Diz Pop, Rhino Clavin, and others, although he's an extraordinarily special guest this week. Yeah, he does, yes. Yes. I have the one and only Pete Werner this week. The one and only. And um, we're doing a little unboxing of some loot crates and nerd blocks that you subscribe to. So we did a fun little to show people those kind of subscription services. And then, okay, cut to Kevin. And then. <laughs> During the headlights. And, um, <laughs> wow. Loot boxes and loot crate. Loot not not Louie boxes. It's a nerd block. No, he thought, he, he thought it said lube. <laughs> lube boxes. Um, Is that a subscription I've never, now? I've never found that in a box. <laughs> well, they have wine in a box. Why not that? Oh, oh my With God. A <laughs> you, you haven't lived. <laughs> okay. Cut away from Kevin. <laughs> and then um, I'm, I'm sorry, hoping to do a, a makeup tutorial if, if uh, I get enough. I got a couple suggestions on the Facebook page if anybody wants me to, to know how to do something for a certain type of people. Aging fact, bites, broken noses. Whatever. Rhino folds a fitted sheet. A fitted sheet. Drag. <laughs> yeah, all these. Just let I me know. He said, he said he's doing a makeup tutorial. I am he doing is. makeup tutorial. Yeah, it's special effects makeup. So, like, I, he's, and I'm, you know, like. Let me tell you something, folks. He is incredibly talented at doing this. I mean, he's like professional grade. He's really good at the arch and an eyebrow. Special yeah. effects makeup. <laughs> you, could, you should see some of the stuff he's done. It's yeah. really impressive. So. Um, do a zombie if people want. I, see, and that's something I look at and I go, okay. I just no. Yeah, could never do it. I'm waiting for the tucking episode. Well, the, yeah, really. That's the Diz after. Yeah, dark, you know, you're so but, good at this makeup crap. Uh, you couldn't. Uh, yeah. You couldn't do something for me before. Well, the, show? the hard part is finding people who are willing to sacrifice there to for me to practice on. Because you can't just. I can do it on my own arms, but I can't do it on my face. So, I uh, yeah, I'll tell a fun story about what happened to one of my friends when they volunteered. 
during this week's episode. So tune uh, into uh, that. It's almost awesome. a trip to the emergency room. Oh, awesome. Okay, so those are the shows we have coming up this week. Um, what else do we have in housekeeping? Somebody must have something. I also wanted to mention in terms of the shows, uh, last week I said that Connecting with Walt would be going on its new feed. It's now available on iTunes. So if you search Connecting with Walt, uh, you'll be able to find it now. Um, and subscribe to it. And subscribe to it, of course, so you'll be able to get the latest episode downloaded. Uh, and that first latest episode will come the first week of October. I don't know the exact date on it because I am not a calendar. It is like the 6th, I believe, because... Rhino is a calendar, apparently. Um, it is the 7th, excuse the me. 7th. Yeah. First episode, October 7th. That's the first so Friday. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Anything else in housekeeping? No. No? No. No. All right. Well, gives us more time to talk about food and wine and make fun of Steve in Magic Kingdom a little later on. So, But before that, we'll throw it over to Johnny. With the news. All right. New survey, survey suggests that Zika is affecting future plans to visit Walt Disney World. Two recent surveys show that Zika fears are beginning to affect future plans to visit Walt Disney World. The surveys by Civic Science show that nearly half the people polled have either canceled or decided to not book a vacation to Walt Disney World because of concerns over the Zika virus. The first survey included 2,592 respondents. And the second survey was nearly double that. However, almost 85% of those polled were not planning a, vi- a Walt Disney World vacation anyway. Which, which is a weird would, survey. Right. Yeah. You know, don't you think you would, you would qualify the survey? Are you currently, pl- you know, have you planned or were you, have you been planning a, a vacation at Disney World in the next 18 months? You'd think <laughs> that would be a qualifier. Like and then, right. when they do political polls, they ask, the, you know, one of the first, the first question they ask, how likely are you to vote? And if you are a likely voter or a registered voter, then they proceed to ask you the questions. If you say, no, I'm not going to vote, thank you for your time, goodbye. Um, so th- I, I question the validity of this survey, but right. go ahead. Investment firm BTIG included the survey in a recent note to investors, adding that they are, quote, growing increasingly concerned with Orlando travel trends. While there has not been a locally transmitted Zika case in Orlando, Disney Universal and SeaWorld have all begun handing out mosquito repellent. Disney says that they have seen no impact on future bookings due to Zika. Despite Disney's claims, there has been a slowdown due to other factors, such as a slowdown in the Brazilian economy and the Pulse nightclub shooting. BTIG analyst Rich Greenfield adds that although Walt Disney World vacations are sometimes planned far in advance, it's hard to, term- to determine the impact. The effect of Zika is something. The effect of Zika is something that Disney should be talking about. And I think they are. I think, yeah. in, you know, look, you, every hotel room now has a mosquito repellent in it, mm-hmm. and wherever you go in the parks, there are these stations set up for you to get some mosquito repellent and put on while you're in the parks. So. Disney's not turning a blind eye to this. They're not ignoring it. Um, there have been no confirmed cases of Zika in Central Florida. It doesn't mean there couldn't be. But, you know, the, the people who are at risk are basic, or predominantly pregnant women. Um, so, Or soon-to-be pregnant women. Or soon-to-be pregnant women. So um, I don't think uh, – I, I think the other trends right now in terms – because we're seeing it. We're seeing it with the kind of – Specials that they're offering to annual pass holders. We're seeing it with the discounts that are coming out that we haven't seen in a long time. 
We're seeing it with a lot of this, the decisions Disney is making right now that, you know, obviously they're concerned about the slowdown in attendance. Uh, so we were just talking this morning about the fact that uh, it took it took a considerable amount of time for the Halloween Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party to sell out. It was a lot longer than it's been in previous previous years. Yeah, and there's only one sold out so far, and that's Halloween. Yeah, and that's unusual as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think as people realize those dates are available, I think it's going to start picking up. But because <clears throat> the interest in it. Is very high. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen, you know, the traffic that we're seeing on the Diz to information about the Halloween party, the traffic we're getting on our videos from the Halloween party are through the roof. So there's a real interest in it. Um, so, and yeah, crowds are lower this year, guys. This is the year to do it. Because um, I was surprised. I was at second day of Food and Wine Festival. And I remember last year, we, you couldn't move. On the first two days. This year, it was leisurely. Leisurely. Lines were they were almost non-existent. And where there were lines, it was because they only had one cash register open. But we'll get to that. But so, I mean, anecdotally, we're seeing this. Of course, we've been hearing the analyst reports. We believe that the November uh, earnings report from Disney, which, interestingly enough, they are going to be broadcasting live on the web. Uh, is going to be is going to reflect more of this downturn uh, than it did in the last one. So we were seeing Disney's response to Zika um, really strong is with Disney Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line has issued travel advisories and are reminding people about you know taking precautions. However, we know for a fact that Disney Cruise Line is not slowing down. Not seeing it so at all. I don't know if people are that concerned about it. I think this has more to do. With the fact that pretty much everything's under construction at Disney World, and there's all this talk about this is coming next year, and this is coming, you know, in 2083, and <laughs> when Star Wars will of- officially open, uh, two th- I believe it's 2083 is yeah. now the mm-hmm. estimated date. Um, Episode 42. Yeah, really. Um, when the science behind it is actually outdated. <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. So I, I think that is probably people saying, you know what? Heat, crowds, shootings, Zika, Zika. and construction. Uh, yeah, no. And alligators. And we were just talking before the show. August was the hottest month. Uh, Rhino Yeah, said, August was the hottest month on record. Insane. It's been crazy. September is getting hot. up there. September's I was really surprised how hot it was in the park. Uh, and I, I've been going into the parks a lot this summer. And it's been warm, certainly. But... It was uncomfortable last week. And I know these guys, it was even warmer the day before when yeah. these guys were oh. over in Epcot. And we're, well, I'm watching those, those, live, uh, those live feeds you were doing on Facebook from the Food and Wine Festival. And these guys looked like they were dying. I, I didn't want to eat or drink. Yeah. It's wow, crazy. Wow, that's saying right, You something. just want to wow. get inside where it's cold. <laughs> those, folks, those are words that have never <laughs> left this man's mouth before, okay? This Ever. is the end of times. This is. This is <laughs> pretty like – I'm, I'm fairly certain that's in Revelation. <laughs> right after the Four Horsemen. And Corey is not going to want to eat or drink. Um, so, but uh, all right. You all may right. proceed. Our second news story, Castaway Key honored in Cruise Critics Cruiser's Choice Destination Awards. Disney Cruise Line has been honored time and time again for excellence. This time, DCL's private island, Castaway Key, has been recognized. 
Keswick, he was chosen was chosen as chosen. was chosen as best cruise line private island in the 2016 <gasps> Cruise Critic <laughs> Cruisers Choice Destination Awards. <laughs> There's not even an acronym. For How that. many are there? I mean, like you know, this is is this a big category? There's a I number of there's a num- number of private islands for cruise lines in like the there's Labadee and Coco Key. Coco Key, I believe Princess has their own line, don't they? Or I know that uh, Carnival has their own, uh, don't they? I'm not sure. a sandbar in the middle with beer keg on it. Well, that's pretty much what Coco Key <laughs> yeah, is. Um, you have the tender to it. Not even you have to swim to well, it. This wasn't <laughs> this, but this wasn't close. the most this wasn't the most interesting thing about this this award. You're getting to that. Uh, members also listed Casway Key as the most highly ranked island in all of the Caribbean. That That's a bigger is big. That's a big deal. That is big. Number one out of five is nice, but number one out of everything? But, you know, what's funny is that we were there last week. We were in Castaway Key last week. Um, and I was at one point I remember saying to myself, of all the islands I've been to in the Caribbean, this is the one I enjoy the most. That's the one we get off on? This is the one I... That, that's, that's too stop. personal. Are you just talking stop. about... I heard it when um, I said it. Just are you talking about private <laughs> islands or just islands in general? Because I mean, this no, is the... No, they're talking about all, of all, the, like of all islands Martin, in the Caribbean. St. Thomas. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined, I personally inclined to agree with that, that, look, you know, there's a culture in St. Thomas, St. Martin, St. Kitts, uh, St. John, all the islands in the Caribbean there's a, a culture and a charm to all of them with the exception of Nassau uh, the well that's just a slum I'm sorry yeah. it's a slum it's pretty wide Paradise right. Island is nice but Nassau I can't stand but uh, in terms of really having that kind of Caribbean island beach feel oh it's idyllic you can't mm-hmm. you yeah. can't touch it, it the other islands don't have that. It's, no. I mean, it's kind of our romanticized Caribbean. And I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm perfectly it's okay with that. It's been sanitized for our protection. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and with the conch cooler. You know, it's, it's gotten to the point where, you know, we were talking about it last week, where I, I really felt like uh, on the, my experience on the dream, they hit it out of the park. And then you go to cast, I mean, it was awesome. And then you go to Castaway King, you're like, okay, wow, this is why it's more expensive. This is why it's anywhere from 30 to 100% more expensive than competing cruise lines. Because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Rhino said it best when I was talking to him about the experience we had last year on a four night, a four night sailing on Royal Caribbean on what was it, the Enchantment? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, the enchantment. And uh, we went to Coco Key, mm-hmm. and we got a private cabana. And Rhino, Rhino described it as Section Eight housing uh, in comparison to Castaway Key, and I think that's a very fair, <laughs> very very fair comparison. I mean, the, our cabana at, at the, the uh, whatever it, what's the other island? The Castaway Key, is Castaway that, Key, and then Coco Key. Coco Key is the Castaway is okay. Disney's. Yes, I'm getting really confused. Sorry, there was just jagged rocks outside of our cabana. It was like we were allowed to look at the ocean, but not go anywhere near it. They, yeah, they put it them was, in the worst part of the island, and it was also the service was substandard. No, and, they brought us that cha- like champagne and like what looked like an organ had just been transported in the cooler as yes. well, and they were kind of they wouldn't let us drink any of the drinks at the counter. 
Like it, it was, it was messed up. It was weird. What was the price difference? You remember? I don't. I know it was, it was considerably less yeah, expensive. Um, and you get what you pay for. But you Disney. get what you right. pay for. Oh. And I would much rather pay the extra money and have that experience, um, because you know when we were on Castaway Key, uh, the uh, we had that storm come in, and we were able to like close up the. Uh, the cabana completely tell ghost stories and just kind of ride the storm out and i i got i have to be honest it was really cool i had a good time it was fun they were playing survivor i'm looking at carnivals and it actually even looks better than coco key really yeah it looks clean Oh, those are also. Pictures. I've never been to Coco Key, but are we going to go on that with the Oasis? No, we go to Labadee. Labadee. Which mm. isn't much better. Labadee's changed. Labadee used to be a beach, plastic lawn chairs, and two concrete block bunkers where people harassed you to buy stuff. After they've, the last set of hurricanes, they've really. Actually, they've, tra- they've, they've fixed it up a great deal. It's Unfor- not Castaway Key. Unfortunately, what they do is the shops are, because it's off the coast of Haiti. And the shops are manned by locals that ferry over in the morning and back at night. And they are so obnoxious and aggressive and rude and nasty and will mm. grab you. Hairbraid, hairbraid. But will actually curse at you if you don't buy from them. Taxi. And it's despicable. And we, my, when I, I remember I went with my sister Barbara and my mom. And they were like, we never want to come back here again. We never want to come back. I have a story to tell you. We had been there a couple times, and I knew what it was like when you went through the shops that they just harassed the daylights out of us. This was how I haven't been there in a while. So I got off and got ahead of John and Bob and Diana. I was probably 20 feet ahead. And every person that came up to me, I told them I had no money. But the person behind me in the black T-shirt was named John, and he was looking for souvenirs for everybody in his office building. <laughs> so I walked 20 feet ahead of them. And all you could I'm hear surprised this, it didn't end in divorce there. All you could hear in this concrete bunker was, John, John, I have souvenirs over here. John finally caught up with me and kind of, Backed me into a corner and said, what did you do? So <laughs> this is before was, y'all were married, huh? Mm, yeah, it actually <laughs> was. So I wasn't allowed to get off and go ahead of them. I had to stay with them and not tell people his name. So <laughs> I think, excuse me, I think that's a um, huge honor. And I think it's, 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 I think it's deserved. Honestly. The second part is a huge honor. Yeah. The first part, I'm not quite sure that's a- Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, and I think it's deserved because, I like I said, I just. It's pristine. Uh, it's, but still, I mean, when you're comparing. Cruise line to cruise line, island to island. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool to be the best. Sure. Yeah. Especially by the people who are the f- people who are traveling. This isn't just a reporter. No, this <laughs> is a survey of their members. So. And when you leave that island, you already see like the lifeguards and everybody cleaning up the beach. I was just it's, talking it to It happens a man that fast. Who was driving one of what they call the island taxis? We call it a golf cart. And he was telling us that his brother lives on the island also and has a different job but there are about 300 people who live on the island yeah they've got like a little community there do you remember it used to be like 30 people yeah and so they've really they kind of wave at you when they mm-hmm. that's right like all six of them please take us with you <laughs> Don't now there are 300 permanent residents and I thought wow that's that tells you how much more infrastructure there's yeah. actually there it's cool it's pretty cool alright our third and final news story Disney patent turns hotel rooms into into interactive environments. Okay, and for those who are watching, this graphic that Craig has put up looks like the ceiling fan is assaulting some woman in bed. It's very American horror story. It is. <laughs> oh, it's a child in bed, too. <laughs> oh, is it a child? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's clear. So, it's, so it's very exorcism. <laughs> yeah. It's very modern-day Disney exorcism. Come on, Reagan. Tell us what you think. 
It's very Caribbean beach resort. It's also very sparsely hey. populated. <laughs> That's what you get when you go to the Caribbean. All right. The Walt Disney Company wants to use interactive projector technology to turn its hotel rooms into a new fully immersed environment. Uh, the technology is an amped up evolution of the company's already popular projector nightlights on the consumer market today. The company last month was issued a patent dubbed Image Projected Light Bulb that be- can be used in hotel and household light sources like desk lamps or ceiling fixtures to project animated images into a desk, bed, or walls. It could be used to turn a regular hotel room into a scene from a game or movie that children can play. Images in patent documents show that the system could be designed to work with everyday electronics like tablets and smartphones or even radio frequency enabled books that could communicate with the projectors and further enhance the interactive ability between the guest and the room. In addition, the projector's fixtures could be implemented with touch interfaces that may become the source of many kinds of interactive play, essentially making selections of rooms, whole room, essentially making sections of rooms, whole rooms, or other spaces into interactive video spaces that surround and immerse users in stories and games, Hmm. much like a video game. Disney's existing projector nightlights on the market work more like the classic Viewmaster toys, where preset image cartridges are slid into the projector, and they display the still frames. The new patent seems to be looking to turn the walls of a room into a movie screen, like a storybook being enhanced by the projector displaying moving scenery, lights, sounds, or sounds similar to what's happening in a book. Uh, The patent also looks at tracking camera that can be programmed to remember a user's facial features and then change the imagery to that person's settings. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Disney said the patent technology could be used in the amusement park setting or in a hotel lobby, but many of the descriptions are for the inside of hotel rooms or in private homes. Now, I just saw a video on Facebook yesterday or the day before that was kind of illustrating this technology. It was somebody sitting at a table, or like I guess it was a restaurant. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And this, you know, th- through the use of this technology, so this little guy pops up out of the table in a chef's outfit and bows, comes over and cranks something, and then what what you see on your plate changes, and it becomes a grill with a piece of steak. Projected wow. on it, and he lights it on fire, and then he goes okay. and he's pulling, he's digging up like uh, onions and scallions, and he's throwing mm-hmm. them on. And so, obviously, this is all projected, mm-hmm. um, but it looked incredible. So, if that's the kind of technology they're talking about, now that being said, if I'm laying in bed in my hotel room and little men start jumping out of furniture, <laughs> doing crap around the room. I'm probably going to get upset. Mr. Werner, how much toilet paper would you like? <laughs> really? You know, it's just going to be, it's going to be, you know. Well, look, little, there's Tupac. But Sorry. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah. school's going to be open on their birthday. I, I uh, do not believe that this would be involuntary. I would think you would have to start this somehow. I can't believe that all of a sudden. Well, now they've got happen. your fingerprints and they're going to take pictures of your feet. Now they're going to take pictures of your face. It's a little. It's a little. And weird. how much is this going to add to the cost of a room? Really? If you, or but if you can get a value resort and have your walls okay. change, look like the bungalow. Well, just from a business perspective, oh, might be cool. Just from a business perspective, 
what happened when the dream and the fantasy came out and the inside staterooms had the virtual portholes. Those rooms became more popular Mm -hmm. and cost more to get in because the prices are yielded than outside staterooms with actual portholes looking at really the outside, Mm -hmm. not an image of the outside. Yeah, Yeah, the difference is, though, that no one took your picture. (laughs) Yeah, but again, I think what you're looking at is you're looking at, first of all, third, fourth, fifth generation of this technology. Mm. And I also believe it's going to be voluntary. I don't think it's all, all of a sudden you'll have to have your picture Do taken. Do you want the psychotropic room when you check in? Right, exactly. No, I, I think that if Disney <clears throat> implements this, even with an upcharge, now they've changed the game to people will have to stay on Disney. Right. Do you want to know the first thing I thought about, honestly, when I read this, was how cool if... Would it be if Universal took this technology and then, like, during Halloween Horror Nights, like, did, like, horror stuff in your own? Oh, there's <laughs> oh, who's that person coming out of the closet? Yeah, it's cool Oliver. Finley, why are you floating in the air? <laughs> so I actually think this, that, this sounds like old Disney. This is what, when I was a kid, this is what I expected every time I went back to Disney, that there was going to be some new technological thing that was going to blow my mind. I'd love to see them doing this. I am of the age now where I think... Stop. You know, no, but, no, I love it. But even like, you know, at the Disneyland Hotel in Disneyland, they had the uh, the headboards, the Kiss Goodnight, yeah. and how cool that is. Yeah. And this, that's just... That t- head, this takes that to a whole other level. That's just a headboard yeah. lighting up and playing a song. This is... Yeah, you know, exactly. So I actually think this is very cool. Yeah, I, and I think that this is the kind of innovation that Disney needs to be investing in. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. This is the kind of Tomorrowland stuff that I used mm-hmm. to look forward to. Right, exactly. Excellent. All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. Before we get to rapid fire, we have mm. the one and only Stephen Elizabeth Porter joining us live hey, from the Magic Kingdom. How are you, Steve? I'm good. I'm really good. Tomorrowland. I'm hiding away in the AC in the Space Mountain gift shop. Oh, anything yeah. of interest uh, over there? Yeah, so I actually came here because they just added, I don't know if you can see behind me, but they just added a guest relations area um, in in Tomorrowland, which is kind of nice. It reminds me of Disneyland, how they have the guest relations people throughout the park. Um, it's only, I just talked to them, it's only from 10 a.m. to 7 a.m., or uh, 7 p.m., excuse me, um, every day until the first week of October. So it's just a really short test that they're doing. But they said if it works out and people really gravitate to it and really like the service, that they're going to keep it. So I'm hoping that they keep it because I think it's kind of cool. There's been, like, literally no line. So I feel like instead of going to the front of the park and dealing with those massive lines for guest services, this is, like, a super good alternative. Well, yeah, that's what I thought when I first heard it because that's always been an issue. Um, You know, uh, uh, guest services at City Hall is always kind of a nightmare uh, because that's where everybody goes. And well, that's because there's no other option. Yeah. I mean, that, this is a nice option. And this feels very hidden, though, to me. Is there any signs telling people no, it's there? No, there was really nothing. I was surprised. I actually kind of had to walk up to them and be like, so you guys are the guest relations people here now? And they were like, yeah, we're, but it's just a test. Of course so there's no line. Literally, there's, there's no way of knowing just besides the fact that they're wearing their guest relations costumes. Otherwise, you would have no idea. But your average guest is not going to know that, you know, oh, if they're wearing the plaid, uh, that means they're guest relations. Yeah, exactly. So, so it is kind of confusing. But, I mean, if you're a vet, Disney veteran, it's a good way to have a sh- really short line. So they're back at the counter where you get the magic bands? Yeah, so it's on okay. the back half, so the gift shop is kind of behind me. Okay. And then 
It's over here. Blue. Oh, like, really yeah, hidden. like the magic he's bands. Really create your magic hidden. bands. It's over here. Yeah, he's very light on his so feet. I assume they're equipped to to do everything that the the front of the park guest relations, renew annual passes, the DAS cards, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they said that they can you know book reservations for a restaurant, do anything that you need to do. So, wow. Yeah. So what else so, have you been doing today? What's been your your theme well, park day like? There's. There's another thing I actually in here that I had saw the news story about, but my battery was running low, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I gotta, you know, FaceTime in." So I went and got—I don't know if you can see—but it's the fuel rod, mm-hmm. and they're thirty bucks, and you—they work outside of Walt Disney World too at any fuel rod locations. They said that there are airports and you know, like different places, like um, in, in big cities, they have them a lot of times, but. Basically, for 30 bucks, you get this battery, and it charges your phone, so it's great for the parks. And then when it runs out, all you do is bring it back to the, the fuel rod station, and they give you another one that has a full charge. And uh, how much of a charge are you going to get off of one of these? Uh, I mean, my battery was at 30%, and it's back up to 75 and that was only after maybe 20 minutes of charging. Wow. So it's a rapid so charge. Yeah, it's pretty good. And is this available for a full line of phones, or is it just for iPhones? Or yes, yeah, so it has uh, like here. Let me get out. It has the iPhone four, like the old thing. It comes with a. Here, let me the thirty pin. Really, it comes we've with known people who've uh, gotten this. They love it. Like the it comes with multiple. Probably like the Android Samsung. So that's the USB. Charger. Yeah, it's the USB two point um, And and then they have um, the current iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it comes with all of these. Yes. It comes with all these yes. connectors. Yep, comes with all of them, and then they actually have the old iPhone chargers. Wow! And when you return it, you don't return the plugs. All you do is return the cell. All you, yeah, all you return is the battery, and it has a little barcode, and then you get a brand new one. Well, for thirty dollars, I mean, and the fact that you can keep now, but if you want to keep that one and recharge it, can you recharge that yourself? Um, that is a good question. The John's answer not, is uh, yes. I, yes. There actually, yeah, it looks like there is a. It looks like you can plug the USB uh, into your computer then, because yeah, it you has. Can them. There's a little um, charging spot. So yes, I think you don't okay. have to return it. Yeah, you can take mean, it home with you. Yeah. I'm interested to know. Um, you know, will it charge a dead phone to full? Or, you know, because I see that a lot with these external no. batteries where you'll get like 40%, 50% charge out of one. I the think it's only said- anecdotal I've heard is someone said they had a very low phone at like 20%. And it did bring them to 100%. I think it's it's only like 80. It, I, I remember reading that it said it wouldn't do a full 100%, but that's the benefit of being able to just swap it out really quick, is you, you can charge it up to 80, then drop it and get another one yeah, and charge it up again. Yeah, I 75, so probably in okay. there somewhere. Yeah. So I think for $30, that sounds like a great... And to keep getting yeah. them over and over I think again. it's a great deal. And it's just, you know, it's not just like you have one charger for $30. You have unlimited. Right. So is, the key, is the kiosk there, Steve? Are you near it? Yeah, let me, let me run over and I'll show you guys. But will Sorry, it charge not. my razor? Now I'm zipping through the I'm gift shop. Roller. Well, as long as you have people. the connection for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Steve. He's stylized walking. He's going to get 50. He's going to lose. I want you to sing a song. It's like if I keep I on talking about content, like that. they won't make me do anything. That's like the little machine. Oh, so it's and not basically manned by a person. You, yeah, it's a kiosk. You can choose what you want. You can buy or swap. I don't know, the lights kind of, for 30 bucks, buy or swap. So if I wanted to swap, I would do that. And then it just gives you instructions on how you swap it out. And now I don't know how to go back. 
shoot. Just run away. But yeah, basically you just put your the the like empty fuel rod up here, and then it dispenses another one. So wow, I had friends who used it. And and how small are they? I mean, are they? It looks kind of. It's really. I mean, this is with the case in it, and this is fairly small. It's probably the size of like a roll of nickels. Really, quarters, Mm -hmm. I think. Quarters, maybe. Hmm. It's like maybe like a what does he measure it against? Lifesavers package, basically size. Lifesaver package, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Thank you very much, Steve. I hope uh, – where are you going to eat today? Uh, good question. I like the Harbor House, so probably there. Where should we send him to eat? Mm, that's a good question. I think, I, think you should vlog, I think you should vlog turkey legs. Oh, I hate the turkey legs. Oh, All the more matter. reason. You should do you record the whole thing in slow-mo. Um, now, where should we send them? Harbor House is too obvious. That's too good. Send them someplace bad. Um, well, I got to say, I think a lot of the fast food in the Magic Kingdom has gotten better um, in recent years, not Disneyland level. But uh, we'll let you eat where you want to eat. <laughs> all right. Feeling generous like, today. All right. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I would still love to see a, 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 a turkey leg vlog, especially since you left. I guess if I have to. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Wait a minute. Get the was, Steve laugh. was that a turkey? Did a turkey just run past you? I don't even think it's turkey. I feel like it's like... It's ham. It's emu. Yeah. yeah. It might be. No, it is emu. Don't start that rumor Please again. don't. Not again. Not again. I went through that 10 years ago. All right, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, showing off some, doing some show and tell with us. Thanks, guys. See you soon, buddy. Bye, Steve. Bye, Bye, Steve. All right. So there's that. Let's move on to... And then that happened. Then that happened. Let's move on to rapid fire. We'll start with you, Mr. Major. All right. I wanted to share with everybody something that I purchased recently I think is really cool. Is you can buy a Disney stock certificate at thedisneystore.com. If you are a Disney stock owner, whether it's in like um, a 401k or a retirement account, or even individually, what you do is you provide proof that you are a stock owner, and for 50 bucks, you get this really cool stock certificate. Can we get it fully up on the screen here so these guys can see it? It's beautifully animated. That was $50? That was 50 bucks. Huh. But it's really great. It's on great. I wanted to bring it with me, and I forgot. It's on uh, really nice paper. It's embossed. It's got a little stamp. It even has a Xerox copy of Mike. Eisner's signature. So. Or B- Bob Iger's. Bob Iger's signature. <laughs> so it's really old. It's really yeah. old. Um, Bob Iger's signature. So if you need a Xerox copy of that, you know, you can always have that. But I think it's beautiful. Um, I was reading some of the reviews. They say, uh, I guess it's it's an odd shape that you have to yes. get it custom framed. That's one of the things I actually liked about it. It wasn't, wasn't like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And again, embossed, embossed, and it has a stamp. And, um, uh, Is this the one you 80s? chose? It's only one. Because it's yeah. only one now. Oh, I thought you had your choice of what you could have on it. Nope, this is the only one. It's you can customize it with your name or whatever. And right, and they'll put your name on it, and it'll say, like, John Magi is a Disney stockholder. Yeah, up to so, 40 characters. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's a great... It's actually, I think it's a nice piece of art to have framed and put on a wall somewhere, so... Awesome. There you go. Thank you, John. Kevin? Uh, I found... Uh, actually, Kathy found it, and I stole it from her. Uh... This comes from Dwayne Bevel in the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, Epcot's going to float through the European ports next year. Adventures by Disney is 
has announced the addition of an adults-only Rhine River cruise that will offer enhanced food and wine as part of the Food and Wine Festival in 2017. The date is October 21st, and it's going to be the regular Rhine River cruise, but on board will be Disney member... Sommelier, Brian Coziall, I apologize if I slaughtered his name, John Slate, the culinary director for Disneyland. This is Disney's first foray into taking the food and wine, um, food and wine experiences on the road. Uh, if you're interested in booking this, you'll go to wineries, you'll go to famous restaurants, all the sorts of things throughout the week. I think it sounds great if you're yeah. into food and wine. Mm-hmm. This is food and wine in the places where it actually came from. Right. So... If you're interested, you could book this through Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Just saying. And I got to say, river cruises in general are great for food and for the wine experience. Because, again, you're in wine country. You're in these great places. So I think this will be an awesome addition to the The ships hold about 150 people and we'll be able to start booking this after. Take two. We'll be able to start booking this after September 30th. So there's going to be 150 spots on this. On one sailing, right? Now, we just talked to one of our agents who did the Danube cruise. There are no Rhine River cruises. Have None of the Rhine River cruises have traveled yet. So there's not a lot of feed. There's no feedback on them. There is on the Danube River cruise, and they have eight guides for 150 people. So it's nicely she spread out. Yeah. She said she's now hooked on river cruising. Wow. Because of it, yeah. And she said it was worth every penny. Mm. And these are expensive trips. I just I, think that I just think the rooms are, seem so small. Uh, well, if you buy get a regular room, they do. All you're really doing is sleeping. There's not there. You're sleeping there. It's your hotel and your restaurant. Most everything happens off. But they say there's going to be seminars and exhibitions and um, demonstrations and awesome other things. Right, Kevin. If we I, weren't going to China, I would suggest we do this. But yeah, we're going to China. Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com if you're interested in booking After it. September 30th. Or now, and he'll just put you on a little wait list. There you go. Right to me now. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Kathy. Mine is Reedy Creek is getting two new medical assistance response carts. This is what they use um, before the ambulance shows up so they can get to the, the person in need much quicker. Um, they want to add six new uh, paramedic positions for next year if their budget passed. So one of the carts is going to be stationed at Disney Springs while the other one roams the rest of Walt Disney World property. So look forward. When you're talking about a cart, you're not talking about the mobile thing in the park. You're talking more of a vehicle. Well, not not a defib. It's 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 like they're self-contained with the cart and it's like everything. A, it's like a Pargo, right? But it's like an yeah. ambulance Pargo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it. You've, You've probably seen them at some point, just didn't realize that's what it is. Yeah, so two more. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Is everything all right, Craig? Just looking at the weather. Oh. <laughs> we're not um, exciting enough. He's looking at the window. Just we're, watching the paint we're dry losing, back here. We're, we're, we're losing Craig. Um, all right, thank you, Kathy. Corey. All right, the, um, the Shark Reef at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon is uh, set to close in October. Uh, Typhoon Lagoon uh, will be closing, it'll be closing next month uh, with its last day in operation, um, October the 2nd. For those you don't know, it's a saltwater reef where guests can go snorkeling among fish, stingrays, and sharks. Um, there's also an underwater viewing area as well. They did announce uh, that they're going to be doing a new family raft ride called Miss Fortune Falls, um, and that should be coming to the park in the spring. 
So a lot, a lot, of, a lot of chatter on social media. A lot of people are like, what's up, Disney? You know, I'm never going again. I, I'm kind of, you know, it's, I have a mixed, uh, mixed feeling about this. I think this is one of the few things that, um, you know, in addition to the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon, this is one thing that kind of sets it apart from other water parks. Um, I've worked at Typhoon, too. I've worked this reef. It takes a lot of uh, cast members and lifeguards to, to, to put it in operation from the, all the lifeguards inside of it and all the, also the people that are you know, having to distribute the mask and snorkels. And so I don't know if it's a budget cut or um, if they have plans. Well, it sounds to me like it's being made way for this ride. Like maybe no, they need that space. No, they, they didn't say that it was going there. They said we don't have a use for this area just yet. Hmm. Well, I just heard a rumor that the universe of energy might close and become a Guardians of the Galaxy well, no, ride. No, that's that that's been debunked. Has um, it? Yeah, it's a uh, Tower of Terror out in Disney California Adventure is shutting down in January and being turned into a Guardians of the Galaxy. But they already took Tower of Terror off the yeah, building. The, the sign's already down. The ride's still up, but the sign is down, and they're going to be. Yeah, it's going to be an overlay of yeah. Redone for that. I will say one thing about the uh, the Shark Reef. It's um. Look, I'm a wuss when it comes to cold water. The water is freezing. It is freezing. Here. It's freezing. It has to be. And, you know, you have these big expectations that, you know, these stingrays are going to f- come swim up to you and you're going to see everything in it. They're, they're bottom dwellers. So you're really looking. And so you kind of, you're not really swimming with sharks. They're kind of at the bottom. But at the same time, I think it sets Typhoon apart from you no, know, other, other water parks. Uh, you have, you know, Universal opening theirs. And I don't know. It's... Put some put some alligators in there. Make it real interesting. I think you have Gardens of the Galaxy swim reef. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Corey. Rhino. Uh, okay, so mine is about the 45th anniversary merchandise that is set to hit in just a and this c- is all of days. it, right? It's pretty much no, there's there's more. There's uh, some Dooney and Burks bags. There's um, some pins. There's going to be day of merch as well. I think they ended up adding some. They're stuff. making a hundred of each. Yeah, really. yeah so um, not bitter. I swear. There, it says uh, many of the logo products, including apparel, open edition pins, home goods, and more. They're all going to be released at select locations on September 22nd at the Magic Kingdom. Those are at the Emporium on Main Street, Star Traders in Tomorrowland, Big Top Souvenirs in Storybook Circus, and the Briar Patch in Frontierland. Those Dooney and Burks um, bags have already appeared on the Shop Disney app as of the 15th, and. Um, let me see. There's going to be a magic band. Um, there's some um, like there's some other shirts they added. Um, there's a Pandora uh, charm that's being added now too. And then um, if you can't go, guests can visit the Disney Parks Online store from October 1st through the 9th to find the limited edition T-shirt celebrating the 45th anniversary if they want. They already had yeah. one out because I got it. So I think they're adding it now to open it up to everybody. Yeah. That's what it seems like. They're just added some more stuff because yeah. I think people were kind of like, what the heck? You know, it's 45 years. You didn't say anything. But as we know, they said that 45 isn't quite the stamp that you want to put on it. You want to say Which 50. I'm surprised because usually, you know, there was that time where it was like, oh, look, it's our 26 and a half year birthday. Yeah. yeah. Let's have Disneyland had a 45th anniversary party. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, it's a little well, bit of a I, shame. I, like I said, I, I said this previously. I think they did not want to try and do something with 60th just ending in Disneyland, and that was spectacular. I mean, that was a spectacular celebration for their 60th. 
that you know if Walt Disney World did something like oh ooh, yeah we're forty five. But it don't you remember they were kind comparison. of a, they were it seems to me that Disney was embarrassed by the fact that they didn't do anything for the fortieth anniversary and the fans decided to hold their own fortieth anniversary party. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think to myself, people are looking for those milestones. I know it doesn't have to be, you know, the two year celebration where we involve Asia. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's yeah. okay to just have a birthday party at your house, you know? Mm-hmm. I think this is a great idea. So do I. Well, or at least, at least acknowledge it. And I'll say that I think the uh, specific merchandise, the non-homogenized right, yeah. merchandise, they've come a long way. Oh, yeah. They have come a long way. So many T-shirts. Do you think it's because of us I, I, complaining? Well, <laughs> I think we certainly helped. I think we certainly helped with the complaining. But uh, I've been loving you. Know, every time I go into a park, I see something new. And... Like, the the quality of some of the uh, excuse me the the stuff has gone up a lot too. Corey, you just got a uh, t shirt at Food and Wine Festival that I was like really really surprised at. It was really soft t shirt, really nice shirt. Yeah. So like I think by narrowing it down and then increasing the quality, you see that people actually want to buy the stuff again. Mm-hmm. I know? went into Mouse Gear because I um, I had to change out of my shirt. I was just a sweaty mess, and there were a lot of cool shirts, but they didn't have my size in any of them. So I ended up getting extra one. medium. Yeah, extra medium. <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't have my size in any of them. Like some of the vintage Epcot shirts, you know, the, the white ones with the old vintage logo. And the, um, they didn't have my size in any. I ended up getting one of the uh, Food and Wine Festival shirts. Yeah, it is good quality. It's nice. That's a good thing because for a while, Disney had cheap souvenirs. Yeah, no. And they're definitely moving away. I'm seeing it more and more. They're moving away from cheap souvenirs. And I'm, you know, finding a lot of stuff all the time that I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I really want that. Yeah. Uh, so I think whoever is doing their whoever's in charge of merchandise right now uh, is a rock star and is doing a great job. On the 40th anniversary at the jeweler in downtown on Main Street, you could buy watches that had the 40th anniversary logo on them. And I think I understand if you're not going to throw a whole event, you know, where you, as I said, involve the world. But I think offering that stuff. It's got to make money. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's tough for them to throw a big celebration now with the amount of construction. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really tough. So right? stuff like this makes me happy. I think we'll see. I think we'll see a lot of things finished before the 50th. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So. Um, all right. Thank you, Rhino. Craig. Okay. Starting October 7th, if you're heading to Disney's Hollywood Studios, you will have a chance to see a little bit of a sneak peek, a 10-minute sneak peek. Uh, of Doctor Strange at the uh, One Man's Dream Theater. So if you don't know what Doctor Strange is, it's the newest Marvel movie that will be coming out November 4th, and it follows the story of, I'm quoting Disney Parks blog on this one, world-famous neurosurgeon Doctor Stephen Strange, who, in his quest for healing after a horrific car accident, discovers powerful magic in a mysterious place known as Kamartage, the front line of a battle against unseen dark forces bent on destroying our reality. So no one man's dream movie playing from October 7th till probably sometimes after November. Okay. Thank you, Craig, for that. We just saw the preview yesterday for um, Moana. It looks really good. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of controversy around Moana right now. Well, you just saw that Halloween costume that came out, right? It's the, the... Neck to the body. It's a full body suit, and it's the tattoos and the things. But the the skin color is like this. It's they're equating it to like 
you know, like blackface. Yeah, people will complain about everything now. It's like a damn costume. Character who has that skin it's color. A, it's a what? costume. It's I, well, here's, Finley will wear. And that's the I, thing I, is, I wanted to be the Black Panther for Halloween, but I said I can't bring myself to do it because it's like the one superhero like, dressed like Beyonce, Black Panther, or the super the oh like Angela Davis. Oh. <laughs> and I, but I was like, it's not. I don't think it's appropriate for me to Corey do that. at w- no. Like I'm talking about the Super Bowl show, right? Yeah. Well, there was just a great big thing because um, the designer Mark Jacobs used rainbow-colored dreadlocks on his model during New York Fashion Week, and he's been accused of cultural <coughs> appropriation. When did we become these people? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I am just not in the mood to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Craig. Um, before we wrap up, we want to spend some time talking about this year's Food and Wine Festival, which I believe... I don't think you guys got over for it, but I think the rest of us have been there. Kathy, you made it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So let's, uh, uh, we got a little video to show first, and then we'll we'll have a little discussion about this year's food and wine. So here's a video put together for it. All right, there you have a look at this year's food and wine festival. So let's just talk about it. Um, What, uh, let's start with, I'm going to start with you, Kathy. Was there anything in particular that jumped out at you was like really good that you have to get when you go back? Well, can I say that this year I think they, um, I don't think they brought their A game. Really? Yeah. I just, the one thing that I had was at um, Greenhouse Gurus and it was tomatoes, tomatoes with goat cheese and balsamic on it. It was like one slice of tomato and the half of four like grape tomatoes. It was like four twenty five, four seventy five. It's like, are we, or am I at that point now? It's like really, mm. you know. I, anybody else feel that way? Anybody else feel that? I, I did. I um, I'm trying to do it in small doses because, like, what you saw in our video is it was just so hot. And then I went back with Steve, and it was so hot. So I'm trying to do like three or four booths each time I go, um, and I. A couple of them, it seems like it's getting a little pricey this year. Like there's, they're charging you full price, full prices for half portions now. Especially when it comes to like any of the drinks, it, the, the cup for the drinks, like a Dixie cup size cup, and in some places it's like nine fifty, and it's a half of a size of what mm. you could normally go to like one of the other places and get, you know, for less money but a full size cup. There's no doubt that you have to, you have to plan this. I mean, we have the menus up on the site scroll through them. I mean, they're yeah. like, I love the lamb chop, but it's over $7. And I, I kind of, it's the same size as what I eat on the Disney cruise line and multiply that times 20. It pays for my cruise. One whole lamb. Um, but you know, there are, you know, you really have to research and find the ones that are of a great value. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's tasty. It's not a great value. Right. Uh, well, it, it, you know, I, I think, I, I think if you're going to go around food and wine festival with a discount mindset, right. Um, that's, I, I, I look. I'm certainly on board with you know value for what you pay. Um, now, for me, and I shared this when I did my little live vlog last week. This is my first time doing it since I've lost the weight, and I'm not eating the way I used to eat. So I found that for me, mm-hmm. um, after about three or four stops, like mm-hmm. okay, I'm. Um, I'm full. Whereas I used to be able to go a lot further than that, but 
what I found with what I ate, limited though it was, I've only been once, I'm going back again tonight. Uh, with what I with what I had, I thought the food was very good. Um, I did not feel like I was being overcharged. I thought the portion sizes of what I got were were were, were good, um, and I was immar- immeasurably happy that there are so many more tables. Yeah, this year mm-hmm. set up around. World Showcase. Absolutely. Yep, we, that's one of the first things we noticed. Like, I did they not, finally listened. <laughs> I did not have to eat once on a trash can. And now I imagine during, you know, on the weekends, things like that, it's probably going to be harder to find those tables. But doing it on a Thursday, we had our picket tables wherever we went. So... What was the what was the best thing you had though? You said you asked Kathy. I'm um, curious if there was my a the best thing I had was the beer braised short rib from Belgium. Oh, uh, okay. was just ridiculously good. I also thought the butter chicken from Africa was quite good. I really enjoyed that. You didn't like that? No, I know. I saw in your yeah. I thought it was quite good. Um, I I had the the duck, um, and they've had this before. It's not new, but that duck. Um, I don't want to call it a taco. It's in China, um, and it comes on the steamed bun. Yeah. Mm, um, that's and always that's, good. Yeah, it's so good. And that's what? The bao? Was it on the soft bun? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and that, that for me is always one of the, like, I am so happy whenever, where, however that came into existence. That's one of those, like, I'll, food and wine, I'm, I'm getting that thing. You know? I'm going to go back to you, what you said about value and price and stuff. We've never seen it as a value. It's an experience, and you go and you. We know that we're going to spend a hundred dollars, and on the way home, we're going to stop at McDonald's. Well, and I well, think, but it's just part of what we know about. Well, one of the thing, one of the things that was different for me this year, um, I felt like I had a real food and wine experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, when mm-hmm. I've gone to food and wine, it's been on first day with the team, yeah, and we're doing run and gun. We're taking pictures. We're doing vlogs. We're doing whatever we do, and so I'm not really having a normal. A normal experience. This time, you know, it was uh, you know my friend Brian, uh, Steve Porter, and I just kind of going around, yeah, and taking it at a really leisurely pace. Even though it was quite warm, uh, it was really enjoyable. I really had a nice time, and yeah, you know, even though I didn't eat a tremendous amount, I spent fifty five bucks on food and and water because I was drinking water like crazy, and I felt full. I felt satisfied i felt like i got you know it's expensive but i didn't feel like i was just completely ripped off well i don't want to offend anyone by saying this but i could tell just from the turnstile experience and going through security uh on day one that there was a the demographic shifted to a high and older crowd that didn't even have park admission on their magic bands but just showed up to the parks, not knowing anything, but looking to spend some money. Yeah. Um, and the lines were terrible because well, of that. Well, speaking of which, speaking of which, this is something that blew my mind. Uh, security <clears throat> was manned almost exclusively by people earning their ears. You had a couple of supervisors around, but you had these trainees. So... Here it is, the beginning of Food and Wine Festival, lines at security like I've never seen before. And you have trainees on. Why aren't you putting them on in the afternoon? 
when it's right. a little bit less crowded instead of first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then they were, you know, there were lines at the turnstiles. I mean, that picture you tweeted last Wednesday. Oh, it, I was, it was entered the park. I was already dripping wet. And, and you look at all the available turnstiles from the right to the left. It's just all these available turnstiles on the first day of Food and Wine Festival, but you're in this like baking heat. Yep. You, you can't help but get pissed. And then we're looking at the uh, kiosk. The, the, it was the China kiosk, in fact, because I didn't stop there. Normally I would have. The reason I didn't was because the line was ridiculous and they had one person on the registers. That's definitely yeah. part of our decision making. And it's like, I'm not going to sit here and wait 20 minutes. Why do you only have one? And we noticed that at a number of kiosks. There was only one person there and those were the ones that had lines. Then you had other kiosks with no lines and 17 people um, working. Yeah. I also noticed something else that I thought was interesting this year. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. Very few of the people working in the kiosks were actually from the country. I, I noticed that, that on this last trip because I, I was in Poland and I was the girl um, was saying something about the shirt I was wearing. It was a Magic Kingdom shirt, and then I thought about it and I was like, none of these people say Poland on their name tag. And I no. don't know if that's just a place that we don't people don't come. Well, to no, work I from, was but. seeing it. I was seeing it at. I, I noticed at every kiosk I stopped at. Not yeah. one of the, like not one of the cast members. All of them were from the United States. None of them were from. Hmm. Uh, the it didn't used to be that way. No, never used to be that way. France so, was still that way. There was lots of French people there. Well, yeah, I think in the pavilions where they have, where in the area, the kiosk where they have yeah. a pavilion, it's one thing because they have those people, but they always seem to find. Yeah, you know, people from that country. So I thought that again, it didn't really detract from the experience. It was just an observation. I am dying to know: is any, did anyone do the chocolate studio? No, the, the problem was that it was so hot when we yeah. went. It was the last. That, that's the thing is, and, and Pete said this already is that this year my number one advice is take it in pieces, and it will be very enjoyable. You do three or four, call it a day, come back. If you can't, and I we, understand yeah. that. But but one of the things was is. You can't. I. The last thing we could think about was holding something that could melt so fast in our hand. You know, so I didn't do. And it even yet. like the fisherman's pie in Ireland. I mean, that's a pretty substantial portion, but it's so hot and we're dripping wet. And it's like, yeah, I'm not eating something this hot. Um, we say it every year about the 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 gift cards. I mean, I'll say it again. It's like the best thing to keep the lines moving. It's so convenient. Just yeah. put a hundred bucks on it or fifty yep. bucks, whatever. Um, get those. Also, um, they have these again. Uh, the 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 passports, and instead of the uh, the stamps that you would get, they you have stickers now, which I like because my OCD drives me crazy when they would like stamp it upside down or something. But I also think it helped to to speed up the lines. You would go to each country and and they would stamp your pass uh, your passport. And so some people are upset about this, though. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. well, it, people don't like it because you could just put whatever you want. Like, oh, I like. Like, well, I mean, you can do that anyway. There. You can yeah. still walk up there and say, stamp my book. I mean, it's not yeah, like you're turning it doing, in. Though. They were making it terrible because they were walking up saying, stamp my book, right. not buying anything, and then just walking away. That's, that's wasting time. Yeah. I enjoy I, the stickers. I sort of looked at it as a... Contact food and wine. <laughs> as, a cost, as a cost-cutting thing. I mean, I like the idea as a scrapbooker or whatever to have the stickers, but it sort of took away the... The personal touch at Food and Wine. It's like, here, slap your own sticker on it. If you're 
going to be affected by someone getting a stamp in your book. It's probably not the event for you. <laughs> but it's a uh, that, so that's still here, but with a little change. But it's it's kind of nice. Uh, maybe after the event, you go and see everything you and tried. We all and got the annual pass holder glass. I got it. Um, and one trip away. It's um, it's nice. It's uh, like the, I should have brought it. I wasn't thinking. It's like uh, one of the half glasses, the tumbler sized, um, and it's got the Mickey from that's on the yellow annual pass right now. It's oh, okay. got that Mickey carved on it, and then the base. It has food and wine 2016 in it. It's a really nice glass. Explain how you got it. Um, so this year, they instead of doing stamps or anything like that, it's they register it by your ticket. How many how many trips you've made? But for annual pass holders. For annual pass right. holders, excuse me. Yeah, and you'll just go into interventions on the side where um, Ellen's Energy Adventure is and um, uh, all that stuff, and you go like. In there, and there's a million signs that'll direct you. A lady scans your magic band, and they just double check that you've come to the park three times since it started. And then you go into another room, and they'll give you the glass. So it's a super easy, painless process. And I'd say the earlier you can get it in, the better, because the later, I'm sure the lines might get a little better, yeah. but, but they might also run out too. So I need a pair. So um, I'm gonna go around. Don't miss item. And scale of one to ten, what's your thought of this year's festival, Rhino? Um, my don't miss so far. I had tried this drink in Poland. They put apples in the bottom of it, like apple pie mix, and then it's this like frozen drink, and then it has crumbles on top. I forget what it's called, but it's got apple pie in the title. It's yeah, I uh, couldn't even pronounce it. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, it says apple pie. It's 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 an alcoholic drink, but it's it's really really nice for these hot mm-hmm. days. I would say do not miss it. And I would I would say that this event for me thus far seven and a half eight. It's right. enjoyable. Not miss. Great. Thank you, Rhino. Craig? Uh, true. I will say it was the, um, in Morocco, it was oh, the yeah. crispy fried hummus. The hummus fries? Uh, hummus fries. Uh, it was probably the most unique thing I've seen at Food and Why. I said in the video before, uh, it's not adventurous by any means, um, but it was flavorful. <clears throat> it was It was delicious. It was a great portion size for the price. Uh, and it was just, it was a nice surprise find. So I'd recommend that as far as the event, I've, I've been once on the most miserable day. I can't really give it a rating. It's, Oh, come on. I, I really, I can't, I would rate it a zero based on the day that we were there. I hated, we all hated. Well, that was the weather. That was not the the event. It's, I, I couldn't enjoy myself. Like I genuinely can't. Craig, Craig is abstaining. Kathy. Um, for me, going to Food and Wine, it's going back to old favorites. So uh, Spanakopita in Greece or the cheddar cheese soup. It's always like, how is it today? Like mm. sometimes the cheddar cheese soup is very good, and then sometimes it's like it's been sitting there. But I like going. We usually go numerous times. That's like our event for the year. And just have a few little meals here and there. But I like the atmosphere of the park. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So scale of one to ten, is there a particular, uh, uh, well, you just said, uh, what, what, on a scale of one to ten, what did you think of this year's festival? Um, I would say a seven or an eight. I think I need to go back a few more times and understand it a little better. All right. Corey Patrick? Um, I'm kind of with Craig. I, uh, I mean, if you're watching the video, you see how many stickers I still have left. I didn't really experience the uh, as much as I wanted to, but I guess from the things I tasted, I 
I'm always a pork belly fan. I think one of the things I do want to try, I'm curious about, I didn't get to try it when Craig got it at uh, Morocco, the, those hummus fries. They mm -hmm. look interesting. I do want to try that. I also, you know, need to, need to go try the hops and barley um, spot again, see how their lobster roll is this year. It's um, supposed to be better. It's, yeah, I'm they curious. Took, so. They took... It's not like a the lobster stuff. salad like it was right. last year. Right, it's more pure lobster. That was at the um, preview, and it was, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same, but they took a cold roll and stuck, I had a, a claw meat, they stuck the claw meat on the roll and spritzed it with butter, and then put the top on it. Mm. That's not a lobster roll no. to me. That's a chunk of lobster in a roll. A lobster roll to me is usually when they make like lobster salad out of it. Right. And the lobster meat was well cooked, but again, it was roll, lobster, claw meat, and a shot of butter. I didn't think it was, I wouldn't pay for it. Let me put it that way. And that was at the preview, so they probably kicked it up a notch more than they're doing You'd at the hope. festival. Um, it was a good sized chunk of lobster, I mean, but I don't know what it costs. I don't know what the cost of it is at the event, but in my mind, that's not a lobster roll. I'm also no. looking forward to seeing some of the uh, the concert series. I mean, I never go just for it, but it's kind of nice to, yeah. to stumble upon it. Tiffany, um, are you waiting for Tiffany? You, you know it. You know, I, I used to have a poster of her behind my uh, my door when I was young. Oh, God. Her, you used to dress her, up. Her, her and Debbie Gibson. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were. But um, and Alyssa Milano. I can keep going. But um, <laughs> Corey, who's the boss? I uh, I've been there twice. The first day was hot as hell, and the second day, which is last night, got rained out. So two very incomplete, but I'm just going to give it an eight because I love it so much, and I I have a I'm looking forward to the November weather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't have to wait till November yeah. for the November weather. Uh, for me, I've only been once. I'm going back again tonight because I'm going to go see Air Supply. Um, <laughs> I'm all out of we got love. rained out yesterday. So last night. Um, see, come with me tonight. Um, Sorry. So I'll check it out. I'll check it out some more tonight. But based on based on my experience last Thursday, um, I thought the food was very good. Um, I had a really nice experience. I thought the festival center was well done. But there were some interesting things to see there. A lot of great merchandise. I thought the Ghirardelli display with the uh, chocolate sculptures that they did were very very cool. Um, I also bought knives and cookware from Cutco. Uh, and the fact that this year... there's a lot of deals on knives at Epcot. It was at, no, they, they had a Cutco uh, booth in the Festival Center, and they were doing really good deals. Um, oh, wow. So I got Cutco knives and Cutco cookware um, for you know a lot less than I would have paid if I'd done it normally. So um, th that, that being said, it's still absurdly expensive, but the stuff's really good. I've had Cutco knives for years. But anyway, um, given the fact that they expanded the number of tables... Uh, that's a huge plus for me. So for that reason right now, I'm giving it an eight and a half. Um, I will revise that up or down depending on future experiences. But I think generally speaking, food and wine's in good in good shape this year. I think they made some, uh, some good additions. Um, I think uh, we'll see how they handle the crowds uh, as the season progresses. But uh, it was a really nice experience for me. So that's where I stand with it. So... All right, that is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. Bye.